Hey folks, this is Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and this is the second episode of our brand new podcast called Successfully Funded. I told you we were going to do another episode. All right, here we go. Let's kick it off. All right, how's everybody doing? We doing okay? It's currently Sunday morning. It's about 6 in the morning here, and I'm uh, up early getting ready to drive off to my weekend job. Yeah, that's right. I still have a weekend job, and I'm going to explain that a little bit later. But coming up on today's episode, uh, the Woodshed team, uh, we sat down last Monday, and we interviewed Alan Tang from LinkBook Pro. Uh, and he's got a very cool Kickstarter campaign going on right now that's already funded. I think it's actually doubled uh, what, what he wanted as a goal. And... They have made a very cool iPhone or Samsung smartphone case um, that basically ends drop calls and bad reception. And we had a chance to sit down with him and talk about his product and how it started, what their goals are, uh, how excited they are for their funding, even some behind-the-scenes stuff of what they did to get where they are funding. So so that interview is going to be coming up here a little bit later, but let's go ahead and break down. Why am I talking to you Sunday morning at about 6 in the morning here? Uh, as I drive into my weekend job. So, some of you know, but uh, I still do live sound for a church here in Southeast Michigan. And it's a big church, and I get to work on pro gear, and the band is good, and it's something that I enjoy because it keeps me kind of in, still in the conversation of audio. Um, Since the Groovebox Studios days, which if you're not familiar with that, Google that and you can find out that I come from the audio days. Uh, the recording studio world and the live sound world. Um, so it's been a few years since I've really sat down in the studio and actually kind of produced any sort of music. But you know, since I got this gig here on the weekends, it's allowed me to keep my ears, you know, in the game. It allowed me to keep in the conversation too. The amount of gear that's changing so quickly, it's it, it is pretty astonishing. So, so on the weekends I go and I uh, I make live sound. But the bad side of that is it requires me to get up very early on the weekends, especially on Sundays. And uh, that's what is happening right now. Um, but speaking of audio, the other big thing that happened this week was Thursday night. Can you guys guess what Thursday night was here in the Detroit area? Guns in Roses. Oh. So, sitting around. Now, obviously, I wanted to go to the show no matter, like, since it was announced. But I could not convince my wife to go with me. So, him hawed up until about 5 o'clock Thursday and I decided I just, I just I had to go. So I called uh, Sean, Sean Neal from the Woodshed Agency. And uh, I was like, we got to go. So I bought some tickets, about as high up as you can get in, about in, in the nosebleed section. And drove down there and got to see probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire lifetime. I, I kid you not. Yes, everybody can make fun of the Guns N' Roses and the Axel. Oh, is he going to be late? Is he going to be all, all that stupid stuff? They put on a two-and-a-half-hour concert. They played 24 songs. I don't know. I think, you know, 21 of them were hits, gigantic hit songs, you know, to about 50,000 people at Ford Field. And I'm telling you, the band has never sounded tighter in my entire life. And I have watched hundreds of videos of these guys. I've seen them live with the new band a few times. And I'm telling you, this was unbelievable. Slash played so good. It, oh, it just... 
Ooh, I, can, I got the tingles right now. It was so good. So good. If I had, uh, you know, if I was back in, the ta- back in the day and didn't have two small children and a wife, I would probably get in the car and drive to the next show and uh, watch them again. That's how good it was. So if they're coming to your area and you love GNR, I cannot recommend enough. Go check them out. So the other thing that's kind of happening here, since we're kind of in this theme of, of, of music and, and, uh, and live sound and playing and all that stuff, is I got a really, really, really bad itch. I think I got to start playing guitar again. I don't know what it is. I don't really have a project to work on, but I haven't played guitar, so here's a little dirty dark secret, in probably about five years. And once, you know, up until then, I played every day, probably hours per day. And I loved it. I've been playing since I was 11, I think is what, what it was. And when the studio world happened and, the, and my band, The Sugar People, and which, by the way, you'll hear some of that music sprinkled into these podcasts uh, from time to time, I just ended up, it's just, I stopped playing. I, I, uh, I don't know if it's just I got jaded. I, I just didn't see the point of it anymore. And uh, I kind of hung up all the guitars and parked them. And just started recording and ended up, at that time, recording a ton of bands. But for some reason, being here, you know, going out and I, you know, record, doing live sound every weekend and, and seeing the guitar players rolling in and the gear and, and just thinking about that camaraderie of being on a stage and, and knowing my role and my part. And I, I am not the lead guy. I'm the rhythm guy who just sits in the pocket in chunks and just, you know, is locked into the bass player and drummer you know that's that's my sort of vibe with a little bit of sparkle notes here and there but that's and I, I just I keep I don't know man it's in my brain it's in my brain so I've got my uh, my old 70s Taylor acoustic in my bedroom in its case sitting there and I look at it every day I looked at it this morning at about 5 45 ish 6 in the morning when I'm like putting these pants on I'm looking at it I'm like uh, I'd like to play that so I've been kind of thinking like how would I reapproach it though? You know, back, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest too, I didn't take lessons when I was 12. I just picked it up and I just chunked on it for hours and hours per day. And that's probably a synopsis of my entire life. But I just played it every day. And there's some stuff that I always felt insecure about that I just didn't know my way around a fretboard enough to easily sit into a group. And that's something I'd want to change if I jump back into this. And, I, and I'm, I'm really starting to think whether or not I want to go down the route of a teacher, uh, I did, I, in a nutshell, it's my approach. I'm not sure yet what I want my approach to be if I'm going to jump back into this. And then also just the time commitment. I, there is absolutely no way that I could be playing, you know, a couple hours a day like I used to. So, you know, what what could I get out of, out of it practice-wise? And maybe I don't want anything out of it. Maybe what I'm really thinking is just, I just want to play, you know. I just want to get out and play. So, yeah, that's what's going on here. So, yeah, so let's go ahead and, uh, you know, check this interview out with Alan Tang from this great Kickstarter campaign. He's already over, like I said, he's already doubled his goal. The, the product, I think we've all endured drop calls, or we have a friend who drops calls, Sean Neal. We'll get to that here in this interview. And check this product out. It's not that expensive. It's cool technology, and it will help your cell phones if you drop. So, um, for information on the, the Kickstarter, you can go to Kickstarter, just Google LinkBook Pro or, or go to their search bar. Um, or I'll have the link buried in the page here. If you're on the Woodshed Agency page and you're listening to it from there, you'll see the link down at the bottom. Go check it out. I'm telling you, if you have, a, like I said, 
you got problems with drop calls, this is probably your solution. So, all right, let's kick it off to our interview with Alan Tang from Linkbook Pro. Again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. I know we had a, our time zone. We're trying to gather our, where where everybody is in the world right now to get this thing lined up. So I appreciate you kind of uh, working with us. And um, so our goal is to kind of have a thirty about a thirty minute conversation, and we wanted to just have a conversation about your product, your crowdfunding campaign, how you guys got here, um, and we just want to keep it kind of loose and uh, and just see uh, you know see how uh, how it goes. Sound good? Yeah, sure, no problem. Awesome, awesome. So I guess kind of first question that was kind of coming up is, is where exactly are you located right now? Well, uh, we are actually located in Taiwan. Okay. So, um, you know, so you're in Taiwan. Uh, on the product page, is, what's, why is it listed as um, New Zealand, it looks like here? Well, uh, we actually, uh, well, the, the founders, me and uh, my, some of my founding members, we were actually educated in New Zealand, so we are, you know, Kiwis. But, uh, you know, by the office and the, the company right now is located in Taiwan, but um, the, the Kickstarters, they don't allow the project to start in Taiwan, so we the alternative for us is to back in New Zealand, right? Oh, gotcha. Oh. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So I guess so, tell me a little bit about how this project kind of started. It sounded like you said you were a founder. Um, you know, where did the idea of this project come from? Well, um, you know how the mobile phone has become so popular in these days, and uh, you know we actually uh, suffer a little bit about the from the signal. You know, when the phone got a bad signal, we got really frustrated. So we become to think about like how can we actually improve this problem. But but we don't also we we also don't like to carry an extra gadget on you know with us all the time. So you know, uh, mm-hmm. obvious solution is to combine the signal boosting idea with a case, so we can you know carry the case with us. You know when we can use it anytime, anywhere. Yeah, it's 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 a genius product. I mean, I, I, all of us on the phone here, obviously, I, I, well myself and Sean, I, we're iPhone users, so I mean, we go through our batteries, you know, in the first few hours, and then Sean is notorious at dropping calls. So we were just joking yeah. a little bit about uh about your, he is the perfect demographic for uh, for your product. Exactly, exactly. Because like you know, every one of us you know suffer a little bit from drop calls or you know bad connections or short battery life, right? <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So, so you know, so what's your background in this? Like, like where do you kind of step in on the project for, for something like this? Well, uh, you know, our background was uh, electrical engineering, so we are engineers, and we from uh, our previous company, our previous experience was making mobile phone antenna designs. So, I mean, that becomes by quite an obvious next step, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. That's great. That's totally great. And and um, so so the campaign. It looks like I mean, you guys. I think funded in the first day, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. So so kind of you know, how did you guys come up with the goal of you know just under seventy uh, under seven thousand uh, dollars? It seems like a pretty low goal for a campaign of of this sort of a cool product. 
Well, uh, we don't want to set the the goal too high because we want to, you know, successfully promote the products. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we we had a couple products on the markets before, and the Slimbook Pro is definitely one of the most revolutionary products we had. And to be honest, we just need uh, we don't we don't need to start a you know expensive tooling or anything, but we just need some uh, backers to help us to to make the first pledge in the in the first place to start a production because right. we know right now isn't the the best timing to launching anything for iPhone six right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and and so the other thing too is we were wondering is is you've got a thirty two day thirty two days more to go. How long was the actual campaign that you guys planned for? Uh, 45 days. 45 days. How did you guys come up with like that sort of length of a plan? Was there any sort of strategy behind it? or what was like? Walk me through where, where your head was on that. Well, um, the, the campaign, I think, was flexible from 30 to 60 days, right? Mm-hmm. And right. Uh, our, our basically uh, our, uh, the, time, the length of the, the project is really dependent on when do we expect to start uh, the production and uh, the delivery to the customer. We want to make sure that you know, all our pledges, our backers can have the product in September. So we're kind of working from backwards to get the, the length of the, the period. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through the page here. I mean, you've got a really well done page the way it's built out here. Um, you know, really good layout and stuff like that. It's it's such a cool product. I mean, where are you guys in the in the you know in that process of actually being able to, to deliver? I mean, do you have some prototypes that that people are out using? Um, you know, where, where are you right now in that? Process. Well, on the the LinkBook Pro, we don't have the the prototype for the users already, but we have the prototypes to testing and you know to validate to validate the, the production process mm-hmm. and to check for the quality controls and everything. But we are continuously you know making new product, new prototypes, you know as we refining the the process. Mm. <clears throat> can you explain so I, a little bit? Sorry, can you explain a little bit about how the the case interacts with the phone and enhances the antenna. Sure, sure. So, uh, well, basically, uh, we create a uh, a very revolutionary antenna for the mobile phone. Like, um, it's rather than uh, a passive antenna, it's more like a passive active antenna now. So, it gives you much more direct signal from the the folio. So, as the, the antenna is building inside the folio. And the signal is transferring back from the, the, the antenna system via capacitance coupling back to the phone. So we don't actually need a physical contact to, to feedback the signal into the phone. We just need uh, a plating to, to capacitance couple with, with it. So basically users just put the phone inside the case where we have already, already uh, you know, make everything pre-made and uh, the user can get the signal boosted right there that's awesome yeah so so my question is um, you know regarding the Kickstarter itself what have you been doing to get the word out have you used you know Facebook ads have you you know done press releases what what, what has been your strategy to to get the word out well everything <laughs> Everything. So we, we use the Facebook ads for sure, and uh, Google keywords, and uh, you know press release, 
and we work with some of the you know once the product started that a lot of the uh, the, the company will start to approach you and you know kind of kind of have a service for each kind of one of that. So we have used uh, you know cross promotion, you know, and uh, backer club, you know, a lot of that. Oh, that's cool. That's you've been using Backer Club. Uh, it's a that's a product we've been starting to, to talk about a little bit more here through uh, through some of our clients. How did you guys feel about Backer Club? Did you enjoy using it? Well, I, I think uh, it's it's quite a powerful community, right? And right. Uh, the, the repeating backer, to be honest, is really the the key customers that we are trying to get on the Kickstarter. And uh, so far, it's been working out pretty good for us. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's so, a cool service. So Backer Club has a, one of the requirements of Backer Club is that you offer some exclusive for Backer Club backers. Yeah. Uh, what's the exclusive that you offer to the Backer Club backers? Well, on the, the Backer Club, we offer another additional 20% discount. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. So you actually, so I think you can also observe that from some of the campaign is that, uh, you know, a lot of people are pledging for the minimum pledge. So that's actually that's the the, the backer club numbers. Mm. Aha. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you have seventy two backers at that uh, the signal seeker that that fifty dollar pledge. Is that is that where you're seeing the most traffic going on right now? That's the most traffic going on yeah. right now. Yeah, but we also do observe that we have quite a few uh, people arguing for the duer and the trio pro the the pledges as mm -hmm. well. The number actually, uh, you know surprised us as we originally uh, believed that 90% uh, of the, the pledge will go to the signal seeker option. Yeah. So so can I ask, what, what have you gotten the best results from? Have you gotten good results from Twitter ads or from Facebook ads or from your, your Google keyword ads? What, what's really working for you? Well, to be honest, right now uh, we are still trying to, to find the best way. Uh, the, the both both of these ads that we are trying uh, didn't give us enough uh, conversion rate, mm -hmm. to be honest. And uh, the, the the advertising cost is actually much higher than we expected. We've been running the ads, you know, in Taiwan, in Asia areas before, so we thought that we have some background to operate this. But uh, it was much more expensive to run in, uh, in the United States than in Asia. Hmm. Yeah. Intriguing. Is it so? Where are you seeing the most of your backers coming from? Is it is it from Asia or is it from United States? Right now, it's still from United States. I'll be hmm. honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do we actually break this? Break the ice of this will be the key for us to to continue to grow the the, the campaign as well. Right. Yeah. Quick question to to prior to launch, how much how much time did you guys give yourself to set up your marketing and press release and social media before the campaign? Well, we actually prepare from the beginning of the year, so we give us a good six months. Wow, that's great! Yeah, did you guys work with a like an outside firm or anything? Or, or I don't. How big is your team? I guess maybe that's the better question. Like, how big is your team around you around your project? We we are not a big team, so we have a, a team of six doing everything from doing everything, design, yeah. yeah, doing uh, engineering yeah. And all that stuff. Engineering, marketing, and pictures are designed. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, you know what's intriguing. Uh, so, you know, like it's, it looks like right out of the gate, you're offering multiple colors. Is, is that tr is that that's true? Correct. 
Yeah. Yeah. So was that like a big stretch? I, I noticed in a lot of these type of campaigns, you'll see that as like a stretch goal, you know, where you're only offering one, you know, one one color at, at first. You know, how are you guys able to offer such variety early in early in the system here? Well, that's because I think uh, we had partner with uh, a good production partner that uh, to making the product for us. So mm-hmm. we don't really see that as a big stretch, to be honest. But um, but we are offering right now limited uh, on the material selection. So as long as we keep the the design still quite simple and nice and neat, we are you know we're okay for some variety. That's no problem. Right. How do you how do you know you mentioned early on about the timing of releasing a product for you know the iPhone six when then there's potentially a new product on the horizon? How do you react to building a phone case in a in a product knowing that Apple could fundamentally change the design of the phone at a moment's notice and, and put your product you know at jeopardy of being behind? Well, you know, we've been in the market for a couple of years, so uh, our product, you know, have been quite uh, unique on the market as a signal boosting case. So we do see uh, quite strange, uh, quite a strange behavior from our audience. Is that uh, you know, even we're still selling the models for iPhone five right now. So you know, our, our life cycle will be uh, a little bit longer than most of the the case companies. So even the new release of the iPhone Seven, it will it wouldn't jeopardize our iPhone Six model, to be honest. But right now, for the people, if you talk about the iPhone Six product, people are more reluctant to 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 make a new purchase on that because they are waiting for the next model coming up right now. Right. Yeah. What do you think the biggest difference? Um, in terms of marketing a campaign to Asia and and the U.S., I mean, is, are, what's the biggest hurdle that you guys are seeing? Uh, well, I think uh, a couple of things. First of all, is the uh, the customer behavior. I mean, the Western and the Asian are are very very different. So, how do we actually have the the target audience group that would be the the most fundamental key, right? <laughs> And uh, the, the advertisement itself, the, the language we use, to be honest, we are still trying and trying to get the taste of the what the customers like, what the you know what what people in the United States are more preferred. So, for example, that you see, I'm not sure if you've seen our page uh, a couple of days ago. So we just updated a new title picture. So now it's more lifestyle and uh, you know more easy, and we do see. Uh, People are more responding to this kind of images rather than the one we had before. That's very interesting. Yeah, so we will continue tweaking and you know checking and just see which one had a better way to 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 resonate with the customers. Are you guys in any brick and mortars like type? I'm stores? sorry. Are you guys in any brick and mortars type of stores like older products like your even your iPhone five cases and stuff? You know, were you ever in like a Best Buy or um, you know, uh, a big box retail at all? Mm, we we did had a, a relationship with uh, Radio Shack before, hmm. but they, they they went down. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, yes, 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 they did. Yeah, but they did quite well to be honest when we were working with them. But um, in the in Asia area, that's where our most of our products are, are shipping to. Is that in, like you said, in most of the Apple. 
uh, authorized retailer stores, you know, and uh, you know, kind of like the major outlet for electronics that mm-hmm. we are selling. Is it is that is that something that you guys had set up prior? To, you know, I mean, is that a long relationship, or is that something that you're, you know, do you think that that's a major component to your your Kickstarter that's having success right now? Yeah, I think uh, in the beginning that is that we have a lot of the uh, the returning customers, right, from our previous products where they're looking for an update of their products or better because this one is much better and stronger. So uh, people are you know coming back to the project and helping us on this one. But our like you said, uh, our uh, objective right now is to to resonate with more more of the customers in the United States to, mm-hmm. to get this product, get the news out, and get more of the the popularity of the project right how about um have you you know in terms of traditional press have you sent anything you know like a mashable or a tech crunch it seems like you guys would be ripe for something like that i mean you're solving two pretty big issues that i think everybody is dealing with with their devices so you know you know i'm intrigued that somebody like that hasn't picked up the art hasn't picked up your uh, campaign yet yeah, so we would send it out, but we are, you know, kind of still wonder when they're going to post it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems like that should be soon, considering, you know, where you guys are, you know, you've basically almost doubled your goal, you know, you've got movement, yeah, and, and your product is just, it's it's right in that wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. We do we do hope that we can get some press, uh, you know, helping us to get more news out. Yeah. Well, cool. Very cool. Yeah, um, I think last question to wrap up would be: um, What advice do you have for other people looking to do uh, a Kickstarter project in the iPhone space? Mm, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned? What have you learned? Well, I think I think what we learned so far is that uh, you never you never have enough preparation. So even we give us our six months, I don't think we are you know that ready. And there's just more things coming up every day, every hour that uh, you know once the project go live. So uh, you know I would really suggest that someone wants to do something with iPhone is you know get give yourself more time to study and you know talk to more people about. You know, had a case before. You know, had a had a product Kickstarter before. You know, I think a lot of something we learn is that once you're on there and uh, you know you reach out to other campaign, you know, creators, you know, people are very very willing to share. So you know, get more of those wisdoms from everybody, and you know, you know, little tweak from here and there that will really help tremendously. Where do you guys see the project in five years from now, or what do you, what do you guys envision? Where, where's the what's the next steps? Well, for us, we our vision is everybody can have a link book, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And once we achieve that, I think our our, our next step will you know will be very wide open. So we there the market share is just so the market is just so huge for us to explode so you know we want to spend the next two three years trying to expand our you know the market as big as we can and continue to provide customer a a reliable and a good product on the signal cool so i've got you know uh maybe just one last question you know it's is it patented technology yes is it is it something that you know, Apple would approach you or, you know, Samsung would approach you and say, 
hey, we want to make this part of the phone itself. Is that, you know, is that where you see yourself in five years? Or, I mean, it well, seems uh, like... We're pushing on that, to be honest. That, uh, you know, this is a patent technology for sure. And we have the patent granted last year in the United States. So it was, uh, it was protected. And we do our uh, we do our best to approach to you know Apple and Samsung, but uh, you know the the conflict is probably we will continue to stay in the consumer product market because uh, you know no mobile makers wants to admit that their cell phone has a back signal, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Well. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, for me, this is a really great conversation. I, I'm, I, I'm really glad I got to learn more about your product and, and just try seeing kind of where your guys' brains are and, and how this idea kind of came to fruition. It's really awesome. I, uh, you know, again, Alan, I think I, I appreciate it so much that you guys, that you jumped on the call and uh, could walk us through your project, man. It's great. That's no problem. Thank you. My pleasure. Lots of really great stuff in there. Um, kind of the things that stuck out the most to me, just you know, as I'm sitting here thinking about that interview, is the challenges of marketing a product to the U.S. if you're a foreign-based product. But if you're not in this culture, if you're not around it all the time, I can see that challenge of being able to make the photo or the graphic look correct. Um, you know, pull on the right strings or the right you know, pull the right levers to get people excited about your product. And I see that challenge, which is why I think it was a very smart move in this campaign to run a longer, um, a longer Kickstarter because they had the ability to pivot in the middle of the campaign and they weren't, you know, succumb to 30 days, 15 days, or whatever it might be, where typically a shorter campaign does work better. Um, so those are kind of the two things that I really, really dug about this campaign and this conversation um, because I do see that challenge. So, um, but coming up next week, We've got Sean O'Rourke, and his, uh, we're going to have a conversation with him about his solar Bluetooth speaker, um, and it's, uh, it's already funded, um, and it, you know, by the way the campaign looks, it is built really, really well, um, and it's definitely a hot market right now, so I'm very intrigued with that conversation, and then also coming up next week, we have a conversation with Ray Wu, and he has developed an air purifier system uh, that also looks really, really, really cool. Um, and I can tell you is going to ring true considering my son has allergies and I'm sitting with air purifiers all over my house. So I, I cannot wait to deep dive into his product and how he developed this idea um, and, and how it got to a point where I think they're over like $300,000 right now with something like 20 more days to go. So those conversations are coming up next week. Um, till then... You know, go to the website, go to woodshed.agency, sign up for our newsletter. Um, 
We send out posts maybe once every other week or so. You can also sign up for our um, five most interesting things on Fridays. And that's something that I curate and I try to send out right before the weekend. And it's just five things that you know I found over the, over the week that inspired me. Um, things that I might have watched, things that I might have listened to, Kickstarters I might have supported. So if you want to sign up for that too, that is also on our website. And also check out the past episodes um, of Successfully Funded. And yeah, keep it going. And I can't wait to talk to you all next week. See you then.